Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the book of James. We're in the fifth chapter, so we're right at the end of the book. And remember, in our latest episode, we saw what he said about the rich. So let me recap this because we're jumping back in the middle of it again, okay? So James chapter 5, verse 1 says this, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries which are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments have become moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver have rusted. And the rust will be a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. It is in the last days that you have stored up your treasures. So the idea is that he's telling the rich, hey, you have stored up all these treasures which you think will last forever. And you've done this for your last days in anticipation of your last days. And there's also an element of the last days Thing, scenario overall, but it's primarily for them. And particularly the way he says it, that the gold and silver have rusted or corroded, or as the King James says, cankered. <laughs> you know, uh, rust and, I mean, uh, gold and silver can't do that. Yeah, it can become tarnished, that kind of thing. It can have a degree of like oxidation like that, but not really the rusting type of thing. And so he's saying, you're really putting your faith and trust in something you should. Now, it continued, verse 4. Behold, the pay of the laborers who mowed your fields and which has been withheld by you cries out against you, and the outcry of those who did the harvesting has reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. So we're seeing how the rich got rich. They were abusing people, particularly people that were working for them. Uh, the ones that had mowed their fields, the one that had harvested their fields. And at the cry of these people who have been abused in this way, in this way have reached the Lord. So now, verse 5 is where we'll pick it up. You have lived luxuriously on the earth and led a life of wanton pleasure. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and put to death the righteous man. He does not resist you. Man, This so you sit there and go, wait a minute, I thought James was writing to those who were believers. Well, he was writing to those who were believers. Hmm. So are, are there unbelievers who are still living this kind of lifestyle? Well, what you see in several places in the scripture is that uh, people believe, they repent, confess, believe upon the Lord. They're saved. You know, they're baptized. The Holy Spirit comes within them. And then the Lord... Uh, continues to give words of warning. He says, hey, let those who used to steal no longer be a thief. Let those who used to be adulterers no longer live in that way, no longer practice sin. In other words, there will be temptations to live in the previous lifestyle, but we are empowered by the Spirit to no longer live that way. And so I think he's speaking the word to the rich right here. He's telling us, hey, this is how you used to live. And if you keep living in this way, if you keep depending upon your riches, then these miseries are going to come upon you. And he tells them what they have done. And I think there's also sort of a strong undercurrent right here. You need to take care of some things. You know, you need to address some things. He tells them what they've done. You've lived luxuriously. 
you lived a life of wanton pleasure. You lived where you fattened your heart up for the day of slaughter. Isn't that a great picture? You've actually condemned and put to death righteous people, and they didn't resist you. And this is what the rich will do. They'll do it in a lot of different ways. And so he's acknowledging that this has happened, and he's letting the people there know that this has happened and that it should not be. Now it gets really interesting here in verse 7, because verse 7 starts with the word, therefore. So in other words, in light of all this, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Well, it's, it's such a it's like a dramatic change of pace right here. Be patient, and then brethren. So he's letting the brethren know. That yes, this is what the rich have done, and there's going to be rich that will be saved. There'll be rich who will not be saved. Okay, what is our call in the midst of all this? He says, therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. We as believers are called to be patient. To be long-suffering. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, when's the coming of the Lord? Well, to this point in time right now, we've been waiting some 2,000 years, right? And then he gives an example, even within the same verse right here. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil. Be impatient about it until it gets the early and the late rains. <clears throat> verse 8, you too, be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Well, obviously, uh, when you read the scripture, you find out that God's timetable is a little different than ours. <laughs> our timetable is always centered around uh, our lives. Our understanding of history basically starts from the time that we're born, right? <clears throat> so what he's saying is, here, is that we're called to be patient. We're called to press on and to strengthen our hearts, to establish our hearts in the Lord and to wait for the coming of the Lord. And we wait in the same way that the farmer does. The farmer does what? The farmer prepares the land. The farmer plants the seed. The farmer awaits the harvest. Uh, right now, I've got a friend who's trying to get out in his land, and he's a major farmer, okay, a major farmer. Uh, but it's been a very, very wet winter, right? And he's literally just waiting for the uh, land to dry enough to where he can prepare it. He cannot control it. There's absolutely nothing he can do about it. He can work hard. He can get out and he can plant the seed. But when he plants the seed, he cannot bring forth the rain, either the early rain or the late rain. The early rain, it depends on what the scripture is, but it's basically the winter rain, then the late rain, the spring, and the summer type of rain. Okay. But he cannot control the rain. It's in the same way that the farmer plants by faith and literally lives by faith that we're called to do likewise and to be patient. It really does show us that we must wait upon the Lord. We must depend upon the Lord. We must trust upon the Lord and strengthen our hearts in the Lord. We can't uh, uh, complain on situation, circumstance, what's happening. We pray we pray for more rain if you're the farmer you pray in the like manner as a believer trusted in him he actually goes into verse 9 and gives some more instructions related to all this but i tell you what we'll go into that next time because if i start on that we're going to run out of time okay but for today do this be patient be patient strengthen your heart for the coming of the lord is near 
Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.